Welcome to Career Case Study, a podcast presented by the Carroll School of Management at Boston College. Today's episode is a little bit different than the episodes that we've done in the past. We have an excerpt from a recent talk given by Mark Green, who is an alumni of the MSF program. Mark is currently the CFO of Webster Capital, a private equity firm. So take a listen to hear about some of the recent acquisitions that the firm made, what his day-to-day looks like, and really what he thinks is next for private equity um, as an industry. Hope you enjoy. Good evening, everybody. So my name is Mark Green. I'm currently the CFO at Webster Capital. We're a 15-person private equity shop. We have about $1.8 billion under management. We just completed a fundraise for a $875 million fund. Three years ago, we raised $450 million, $416 million, and we started with a $200 million fund back in uh, 2006. So we've sort of been able to double each fund as we've been able to move up the food chain. When I joined the firm in, in 06, we had six people. We now have 15. It's all investment professionals. I have two assistants, and we sort of run the whole back office, accounting, investor reporting, <clears throat> investor communications, fundraising, that sort of whole aspect. And I'll delve into a little Webster. I'll delve into that a little bit more in a few minutes. My background, I was a CPA. I graduated UMass in 1983. Uh, The Patriots had no championships at that point. Our only shot then was hoping the Celtics would win another one. But it was a long time ago. I graduated with an accounting degree and went right into public accounting. I started with a firm called Tofius, which is now CBiz. Uh, Spent a few years there. Went on to uh, what was then Coopers and Librand, which is now PwC. Spent a few years there. So between the two firms, I got a whole aspect of industry, manufacturing, partnership, real estate, and sort of saw what Boston had to offer. I grew up in Needham, and, you know, I was going to stay in Boston. So, you know, the the advantage of public accounting, I could sort of see it was out there and try to find an industry that I kind of wanted to land in, you know, at the end of the day when I wanted to get out of public accounting. Uh, And that's when I sort of saw all the opportunities in partnership accounting, I also did high-tech manufacturing. I didn't want to do cost accounting my whole life. So I decided the financial services area was kind of where I wanted to focus uh, uh, what I wanted to do. <clears throat> so you know, I took my accounting degree, went, went off, and went off to a real estate investment house for a few couple years. And then from there, while there, that's when I came to BC at night. Got my master's in finance in uh, 1991 <clears throat> while I was still at the real estate company. And then from there, started wanting to branch out into private equity or venture capital, which was really starting to come into the foray in the early 90s. And uh, as a CFO, they're treasured jobs. <laughs> it's sort of the top of the food chain if you're going to be a CFO of a small firm. <clears throat> so I, you know, I worked my way around. I spent a few years at a company called Barriston Partners, which was a merchant banking firm. And I was a CFO there. It was about an eight-person firm. And that was more of a merchant banking firm. So what we did there was we sort of identified the transaction and then went out and marketed the deal. So we found that we had the management team, we took equity with them, and then went out and raised the uh, debt and the equity. We got a fee for the transaction, but we had common equity along with management. So that business model sort of works as long as it's continuing to have deals to process. Then... uh, you know, 99, 2000, the market slowed down, and we sort of ran out of deals to do. We had a portfolio of about five or six companies still in our portfolio, but we had a dry spell. We tried to raise a fund. We were considered a new team 
and just couldn't get enough traction. And the partners who were a little bit older sort of gave up and went off onto retirement. <clears throat> so that sort of got me to where I am today. Because when that firm folded in about 2006, I latched on to a firm that was, had a couple of funds under management, but they weren't doing the next fund. The CFO was moving on, and they needed a CFO basically to, to manage the runoff, which was still five or six years, seven years out. So it was plenty of work. And while I figured I'd do that, I was still searching out. Turns out that while that firm was unwinding, one of the partners there had just joined Webster Capital. So he was like, oh, this will be a great fit. Come work here. You'll help us wind down. I'll bring you to Webster. You'll help us wind up. And that's sort of what happened. So this partner brought me into the old firm and brought me along to the new firm. And I was basically managing both companies for several years. And then as, that one, as the old one was sort of winding down a little further, I gave it up, made them find somebody else, came to Webster full time in about 2010. And that's what I've been doing since then. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been sick for a few days. So. So that's how I wound up in private equity. And it is a great space to be in. So we're eight people, uh, we're 15 people. We currently have two funds that, that we're actively managing. So the, we raised a fund a few years ago. It has about 12 companies left that are all still being actively managed. The new fund that we closed on in the summer, we've already invested about a third of the money. So in the past 12 months, the team at 15, we've probably invested about 300 million in the last 12 months, over, I don't know, a dozen deals plus add-ons. And we're, we've been incredibly busy for the last 12 months. <clears throat> we invest in uh, healthcare services and consumer goods. <laughs> two totally distinct, and it's solely because the two, the two main partners, one has a consumer background, one has healthcare services, they partnered up, and uh, we've had a couple of great home runs on both sides of the fence. And they decided to do a, two more funds since the first one. And each fund has had a couple of winners both in both categories. So it seems to work. Uh, during fundraising, you always get the question, <clears throat> you know, consumer and healthcare, they have nothing to do with each other. And it's just because the two partners. And as long as they both do well, the investors sort of don't care. When one of the industries doesn't start performing as well as the other, then we'll have to figure out whether they care or not. <laughs> But right now, it's sort of worked on both sides. And we sort of market ourselves that we invest, you know, <clears throat> half, half in healthcare, half in consumer. You know, as long as the opportunities come, that allow us to do it that way. <clears throat> so a couple of the companies, I mean, you can look at our website. <clears throat> Excuse me, but just a couple of ideas of kind of what we do. We have an ownership in Rio Brands. You can see this all on our website, so it's all public. But, uh, you know, the Beach Chairs, Rio Brands, we own that. Sundance Catalog. Uh, Dover Salary, just a couple of uh, consumer companies you may know about. All the healthcare companies are, <clears throat> we have an opioid treatment company, uh, eating disorders, uh, what else do we, and a couple others, uh, pediatric, uh, autism. So we're in a lot of the hot healthcare service areas that you see in the paper every day. And, you know, the multiples are skyrocketing. You, you go in and with the with the idea of doing uh, buy, and, buy and build strategy. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden you can't buy any more companies because the multiples have gone up so high, you can't sort of add on anymore because you'll sort of break the mold of what you're, we, we started. <clears throat> so we're running into a little bit of that right now because the market's really frothy. It's a very active market. 
<clears throat> so what I do, you know, I'm on the accounting and finance side. So where I interact with the investment people, you know, every quarter I have to value all of our, all of our holdings in all of our funds. So, <clears throat> you know, that involves getting all of the quarterly financials from the companies, cap tables, uh, market data for market comps to prove out the multiples, to prove out the industry. And every quarter, it's sort of a full-blown analysis, valuation analysis to value our holdings. And it's all a waterfall-driven, Excel spreadsheet-driven model. <coughs> Excuse me. But every quarter, we go through this exercise on every company. And you know, I work with the associates on each of the companies. And you know, you look at all the inputs. You, some companies, you just sort of take the stated income. Some companies, you have to sort of take what they give you and put it through the sausage grinder and come up with what the real EBITDA is and a little bit of guesswork. But that's the exercise that I have to go through every quarter. And then at the end of the year, you know, get it passed and signed off by the auditors. So that's sort of the, the bulk of, of what I do, plus all the investor reporting. <clears throat> when the investors have questions and comments, special requests, it all comes through me. So this is a very busy time of year for me. <clears throat> as it's sort of starting to kick off now. Uh, I'll, I'll open up to some questions or I could keep on talking, uh, whatever, you, whatever you would prefer. Uh, no, so, so during my career, you know, I started off in public accounting. I, like you, uh, I realized most of you are MBAs going off. When I graduated UMass, I needed to get a job right away. So I thought accounting was the best way to go and then sort of figure out the rest of it. And as I sort of said, I sort of tacked along, moved around, and sort of found where I wanted to get to, knowing I was going to be in Boston. So part of what you need to think about <coughs> is, you know, if, where you want to live and what you want to do, you got to look at what industries are in those cities. It sounds silly, but it, it does matter. <coughs> 